Bible Burble. Bible Burble. Bible Burble. Bible Burble. Bible Burble. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, David and I are back again uh, and we've um, been reading the book of Philippians. Hi David, How, how's it going? Yeah, it's going well, thank you. Good, good. Thank you again. You too, you too. You too. So um, we might just get straight into it today, that's okay. We, we realised that actually last week we talked a lot about chapter one of Philippians and we'd obviously looked at the some of the uh, relevant sections of Acts but then there's quite a lot more to go in chapter one that we could that we could have a chat about so uh we've, i've got got our bibles ready do, do you want to pray david before we start uh, lord we just pray that you will reveal something afresh of who you are of who we are in you and of the life that you desire for us and uh, through this discussion and, th- and through this this book in jesus name amen 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 so um kind of moving on to maybe like verse verse 12 um i'll just read it uh so this is uh, paul talking about being in prison basically now i want you to know brothers that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel as a result it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that i am in chains for christ because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. So um, I, I, I watched this um, uh, talk by N.T. Wright, Tom Wright, mm. who was saying that um, there was a bit of confusion about in the kind of scholarly world, world about where Paul might have been in prison. Some people think it might have been Ephesus, but the genuine consensus seems to be that it was in Rome which I seem to, uh, that's what I'd go for, to be honest. That's what I've read as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But the thing that struck me about this was um, that Paul was being persecuted because of the gospel, because of the good news of Jesus. And we get a bit of context in terms of the letter. Uh, In verse um, 27, he's saying, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner um, worthy of the gospel. And the, the inference is that whatever happens, as in, they are themselves being persecuted for the gospel. So, so if Paul is being persecuted, my kind of question is, why aren't why aren't we in 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 the context of you know church in the UK or whatever? Should should we should the assumption be that that almost if we're doing it right that we should be being persecuted as well? I don't know how to answer that question except to say, um, I think we can do it right. And not be persecuted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, although um, there's somewhere where Paul says, you know, no one can live a godly life except be persecuted for the for the gospel. So, you know, maybe your your question's right that actually maybe we're not doing it right because we're not experiencing the degree of persecution. But then I I do wonder: are we muting and are we limiting? The gospel message i mean to put it in like um like a, a simple example if you went into a supermarket i'm making this up as I go along if you went into a supermarket and said um uh you know i, I want to give you a leaflet about jesus come to our coffee morning that, that that's fine isn't it but if you went into a supermarket and and 
and started asking somebody if they wanted to be healed, healed of cancer, then, then, whoa, well, that's a bit offensive. And actually there's almost levels of, of, of what's acceptable in terms socially, if that makes sense. Maybe those moments when you think, do you know what, let's actually be really ardent and radical in my expression of, of, of my faith, that that's the moment that you might suffer for it in a way that you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. And I think it, re- it requires like such wisdom, doesn't it? And it requires such love. And, and I think what I'm struck by in my role as a, as a church leader of a small church is what are the aspects that are non-negotiable and what are the aspects that we, that are not politically correct in the last few weeks and it has happened in our church because of the other leaders in the staff have also kind of talked about that is that we need to talk about heaven and hell and we need to talk about what happens to you when you die you know what is the truth of the bible now if we start if the church starts talking about heaven and hell and actually death without knowing jesus christ leads to eternal separation from god and doesn't mean that you go to a kind of wonderful place in, in the sky some people will be really grateful to hear that message and will receive it and some people will be really offended by that message but, but that, that's classic jesus isn't it you know jesus said some things that to some people were oh that's amazing to others were immensely offensive yeah. and and that's 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 jesus who we follow isn't it and jesus he wasn't afraid of offending people no and and i mean i don't know about you trevor but i am afraid of yeah, me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, that, that shows how kind of how far away i am from <laughs> the, the, the ideal <laughs> and and I, I you know in terms of like you know confessing my own fear of, of offending that actually maybe the antidote to to that fear is recognizing that people that you love and that you respect and who have helped you grow in the faith are going to be persecuted even to the point of arresting and even to the point as you were saying being arrested and and a judgment being made of whether that person is going to be executed and i mean and that yeah that's happening isn't it all around the world that's happening and and all around the world at this very moment people are in prison for their faith and and people are being killed for their faith and actually that's the reality is is in our bubble that isn't the reality but but in the context of the worldwide church it is isn't it so and this is as well um i was thinking about what paul says later on in in this verse where he's talking about in this chapter where he's saying um but for me to live is christ and to die is gain so he's confronted with uh, the possibility he might be executed. And he's, he's sort of talking about that to the Philippians and saying, yeah, I'd really like to go to heaven because I'd be with Jesus. But um, also I want to stay and keep working and, and, and encouraging and bringing faith to people. And, um, and, and I was reflecting on that a while ago, actually, and thinking as I've got a little bit older, um, I'm not very old, but I'm getting older, that my perceptions of, of what life is have changed a little bit. Like when I was younger, I, I wanted to, um, I kind of expected life to be one big experience of, of, of joy and, and, and me have nice experiences and, and it all be about success and joy and pleasure and all, all, the, all the rest of it. But as I've got older, I've realized that that's not really where it's at. It's, it's, it's 
that deep relationship with Jesus. And that's where the place of joy is. And, and Paul's sort of saying that he's in prison, but he's expressing great joy. And in the midst of hardship and difficulty, and um, it's in those places that we encounter a real revelation of, of who God is and what that means to us. And, and, and there's joy in that. And, all, and in my own testimony is that when things are going swimmingly well and, and everything's a great success, that it's very easy to, to be distracted from that truth. But in the midst of struggle and, and uncertainty, that the, the, there's a great prize in that, isn't there, of, of, mm. of experiencing Jesus. Thinking in chapter 1, um, verse 20, 29, um, it says, For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had and now hear that I am still, that I still have. And it's almost saying that they have this gift of suffering. <laughs> I don't know if I'm misquoting that slightly, but that they've been presented with that opportunity almost. Yeah. That's how I read it. Like you've been given a gift of suffering. Yeah. And, but that's Paul saying that who's, who's in prison and he's about to be executed. And and he knows great joy of being with the Lord. Almost like, oh, guys, you know, you get to experience in the midst of that struggle that there is great joy in 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 really knowing Jesus and knowing the Father. And that's it's, it's that gift of of intense experience of knowing Jesus and knowing the Father is is wrapped up in that the the gift wrapping of it that is is suffering. Yeah, yeah. I, I... I think you're right. And, you know, earlier on it says, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And and Paul is saying, uh, as he goes on, then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. And and I think, you know, you're talking about that gift of suffering at the end of that passage and, and the joy that Paul experiences. Now, I wonder if that joy is because we actually pin our colours to the mast and we stand firm in God's spirit um, for what we believe in. And and we strive uh, to, to act as one body for the faith of the gospel without being frightened. And, and I confessed earlier, I mean, I, you know, I, I do have a fear of, of offending people and uh, i think it's you know, you know very english uh, <laughs> attribute but he's saying without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you and that will you know strive which is like a you know put effort into it yeah. to stand as one and maybe that's what kind of when we when we experience that that's when the joy starts to rise up and you could almost say that they were given that gift of suffering because of their obedience. So actually, the, the, why are they being persecuted? Why are they suffering? Possibly because of, of, of what they've done and, and, and how they've expressed the gospel. Yeah, that, is, they're, that they're suffering because of being faithful. Hmm. It's nuts, isn't it? <laughs> of what we're taught to believe and, and i do think like having kind of spent many years trying to present people a message of kind of 90 percent the love of god and, and kind of marginalizing the judgment of god 
I think if there's going to be a revival, I think we have to we have to be real about what the Bible talks about. Yeah, and and, and, I, and I, I mean, like, if you look at what Jesus did and like what Paul did, it was it was everything. There were miracles abounding, weren't there? And like, if your best mate's been healed from cancer, then you're going to believe in Jesus, aren't you? But if someone's saying, "Oh, you know, let's," I want you to come to a coffee morning, and we'll we'll explain to you why. You know, the, the way that... Uh, yeah, I think, I don't think it's either or, uh, but I don't think, I think there's no harm in... Some people do come to faith through coffee mornings. And, and, yeah, and that's amazing, and that's really good. And, you know, and but but as you're saying, it's, it's the fullness of that, and, 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 and I think Jesus wasn't afraid to offend. That's what you're saying, and I think that's what we've been talking about today, mm. is that Paul wasn't afraid to offend. He'd rather be faithful to preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and that result in him going to prison. And then being in prison, he actually saw it as a good thing because it gave him a new audience that he wouldn't have normally been able to preach to, which is the prison guards. And then he sees this is a positive thing because this is emboldening the church to also be faithful to the preaching of the gospel. And and I think we're never going to experience that uh, all the miracles that will that Jesus promised God will send to confirm his message if we hold back on the judgment of God which I, I don't want to be a kind of a that's not like my personality to be kind of a judgment of God kind of person hmm. but but the thing is is that the circumstances have shifted people are dying without knowing God and and hmm. And, you know, is it Ezekiel 33 and 34, Ezekiel 33, where where God talks to Ezekiel about, um, you know, if, if God gives the prophet a, a word for the people of Israel, if he, if he delivers the word and they receive it, then all very well. If he delivers the word and they don't receive it, well, then they'll suffer the consequences, but he's done his job. But if he doesn't deliver the word, word and then they suffer then their blood is on his head. And yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been kind of thinking of. as, uh, as a, Yeah. And, and I suppose that's about the fear of the Lord, isn't it? And yeah. do we know, do we have the fear of the Lord? Are, are we more fearful of upsetting people than we are having that healthy, right fear of the Lord? Yeah. And, and I think that's, you know, when you're talking about motivation and preaching the gospel, I, I, I think that's part of the kind of, sifting that god is doing yeah i don't um the kind of processing that god is doing in us to kind of make me certainly for me make me kind of question what is my motivation i don't know why but this morning i was thinking a lot about the the parable of the the prodigal son and um talking about god being our father and 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 us and god longing for us and being thrilled when we return to him and etc and 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 i was reading the rest of philippians kind of from this verse 17 the former preached christ out of selfish ambition um not sincerely supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while i'm in chains it just got me thinking about our motives and why we do things why we preach why we want particular success in a certain area are we doing it out of a expression of love and really because we want to love jesus or is it something else going on that's that's, i mean that's an interesting question 
I think I suppose my kind of my initial response is like, who would want to be a church leader? Who would <laughs> yes. want to preach the gospel? Uh, um, well, well, yes, but go on. Well, exactly. Like, who would want to copy Paul? But like, it's, yeah. it's nuts, isn't it? Paul's just been imprisoned, and he's probably about to be executed. And there's some people who are like, oh, Paul's getting all the limelight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want a bit of that myself, and 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 stowing things up. And I, it's really funny, actually, isn't it? Well, probably not, but it just got me thinking about why we do what we do and um, how we respond and how we think of others and what it means to be jealous jealous of others. Or I mean, that's that's a huge huge question, and, and it. It's really going into our hearts and questioning our motivations. Um, I, I think the answer I came to is was that it's a mixed bag, isn't it? And if I look back on my life, um, I think sometimes I've done things out of really pure and good motives. And in the midst of that is me wanting people to recognise me or status or yeah. or. Yeah. Or whatever and actually it's it's the both it's not one or the other it's it's a mixed bag and i was just thinking about how as i've experienced god being my father and just that the the i've absorbed it as it were and, and i'm living in that that all those things don't really matter do they yeah yeah uh, i think that's that's really powerful and 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 i I love what you're saying about dwelling in the Father and the Father's love for us. That actually, that is the antidote to this desire to achieve something for ourselves. That emphasis you've said about resting in the Father's love, in the the, the kind of all-consuming, the the depth and the breadth and the width and the height of the love of God, if that seeps into us, that changes our hearts so that we realize like we don't need that piece of the cake or we don't need our piece of the cake to be the same as someone else's piece of the cake. Hmm. And that actually we're loved in of ourselves. That is really refreshing to think again about the love of the father. Okay. Well, it's, uh, it's felt a bit somber this week, <laughs> but uh, thanks so much, David. And, uh, thanks, Trevor. I don't know whether I'm saying anything kind of <laughs> helpful or meaningful. Or... I think my hope for this is it's called Bible Burble, isn't it? And that just in in the conversation that that, that, that things come out, and I think I think they are, and and, and um, I think there's there's real uh, value in it. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Trevor. I mean, uh, uh, it's I think it's really interesting what you're saying about. Uh, learning through conversation i do think it's it's a really interesting concept and certainly for me to have this kind of conversation is 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 helpful for me to process what Hmm. what what i'm thinking and what i'm learning cool well should we should we pray so yeah lord we just thank you for your word and for the book of philippians and thank you uh father god that you love us beyond our comprehension that your love for us is all-consuming and um, complete and that we are invited into that relationship with you in such a way that just like Paul, we know the depth of joy of, of being with you and that even in the midst of things that are hard, our struggles, that 
we are almost because of our situations uh, um, have access into fixing eyes on you and knowing what it is to be loved by you and, and knowing the peace, that deep peace, peace that passes all understanding because of the relationship that you have with you. And I pray, Lord, for anybody listening to this who might be in a difficult situation. And uh, just like Paul, Paul is in a situation where he, he, he thinks he might even uh, be put to death and he's in a prison and, and he's experiencing great joy. I just pray, Lord, that you would grant us joy in the midst of any situation that we're in um, and and that we would... Yeah, we would know you more in this situation, Lord, in this time that we would really get to know you and uh, and, and reap the, the benefits of, of, of knowing you, Lord. Amen. Amen.